On this episode, I go into why you should believe me when I talk about the required skills and behaviors you need internally to succeed in technology and give a couple of key points as to how you should now engage the market to effectively solve your challenges. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 30 of Ask Notes. Today's tech episode, uh, going to continue on the theme of skills and competencies that you as a small medium enterprise or not-for-profit organization need on your side to effectively navigate and implement technologies that are going to solve your challenges and help keep you up to date um, in an ever-changing world. So the last two episodes, um, one I focused on behaviors and personality traits. This was the Herman Brain Dominance Index, that's how I modeled it, being, you know, hopefully I get the circles right here. So you've got the yellow being the creative, uh, blue being analytical, green being process, and red being that emotive um, or that EQ-focused personality trait and why those were important and having the right mix of those was, was important. Then in the last episode, uh, last Thursday, I started talking about the skills and competencies required. And while yes, you need a level of technical understanding and competence, what I believed was most important was that you needed someone that could contextualize your business, your key vision, your mission, what you were delivering for your end customers, and being able to contextualize that uh, for the tech solutions that you were going out to market for or looking to leverage to solve your challenges. And this ability to be able to be that bridge between business and tech was far more important than having the technical skill sets internally um, to deliver against it. And then when I was thinking about these two episodes and I was giving my perspectives as to why I believe that was the case, one thing came through my mind was for many of you who don't know me personally, why would you trust my perspective around skills and competencies and behaviors? Um, why would you even trust me? You know, what do I bring to the table from an experience perspective to justify that statement? And so from this episode, I want to give you one, a bit of a recap on what my experience to date is what I've done previously to launching Attica that has led me uh, to have these perspectives, but at the same time, give you a bit of insight um, into the type of technology partners that you will be engaging with in the near future as you start to tackle some of the challenges that you're looking to solve. So my background, my career up to this point has predominantly been sales. So when I was at Optus, outside of my graduate program, I was purely sales. I was an account executive and account director within the Victorian government sales team at Optus. I then moved into a more regional, a regional based role uh, where I led our sales engagement for our cloud and data center business across the southern states of Australia. I went off and did 12 months in my consulting, so not quite sales, but Prior to launching Attica for the last 18 months, I was at um, Philips Lighting, 
predominantly within their smart lighting um, business. As a sales guy, again, doing business development, doing market introduction work. Now, the thing about sales guys is, and many of you listening to this will probably have some level of connotations of what I'm about to say towards salespeople. And that is, you believe that most salespeople are just there to hit their quotas, hit their numbers, sell as much as possible so they can earn their commission. And while sales in the past used to be, yes, pick up the phone, start dialing, you get a prospect on the other end of that line, uh, you start pitching your features and benefits of whatever your technology was uh, and hoped you got a yes or no answer. Now that was old school sales. And to a degree in certain industries, it's very much the same. I saw that in our small medium enterprise space when I was at Optus, when people were trying to sell mobile phones, internet plans, fair enough. But it is so far from the truth when it comes to more innovative technologies because that approach and methodology just does not work. And most of these tech companies understand that. They understand that most customers don't have an understanding or appreciation for what these technologies are yet. Now, every single one of us knows what a mobile phone is, understand what a mobile phone plan is, understand what a fixed uh, internet or a home internet or a business internet, fiber internet plan is. They understand what you know, buying a laptop is. They understand why they need a mobile phone. They understand um, these basic, more uh, well-understood technologies. And so that approach to sales can work. But as you start to get into more complex um, technologies, you know, that approach no longer, no longer works because, you know, people like yourselves who are listening to this small business owners, not-for-profits, don't have the exposure to these technologies to actually understand what they are. So more and more, when you start to see these larger enterprise sales guys, like myself back in the day, you know, we had to bring a level of technical competence. We had to understand the technology very, very well, and we had to be able to articulate it so that every single one of our prospects or customers understood what it was and more specifically understood how it could help them. So my role and what has led me to this point and what has developed my personal skill sets to where it is today has come from my abilities and experience across being able to understand my customers' uh, businesses inside and out. And that meant reading every single annual report. That meant looking over their long-term strategy and understanding the why that strategy is what it is. It was researching my customers' competitive market landscape, understanding who they were up against. Then, after looking at all of those, having multiple conversations over many months with not just IT within that organization, but HR, uh, their sales organizations, their back-end delivery or service delivery um, uh, areas of their business. Bringing, their, bringing all that, uh, what I would call literature, those strategies, all the conversations that I have internally with their people together to understand what it is they needed to do to be successful in their market. And then my job was then to take that IP that I had gathered over many months, look internally within Optus, and I'll use Optus um, as the organization, uh, as the base, 
understand what our skill sets were. And for me, that would have been, you know, the basics of telecommunications, mobile, internet, etc. Looking at our more emerging IT-based uh, competencies like cloud and data center, like cybersecurity, unified communications, contact center technologies. Understanding what my portfolio was, understanding how I could creatively bring this all together in order to solve for the challenges that I saw within my customers. And so I was being that creative individual with that analytical thinking to bring together a solution that would actually deliver a return to my customer by solving their challenge at a price point that they would be willing to invest because it was justified by the returns they were receiving. That's the role of an enterprise or a emerging technology or an advanced technologies sales rep, if they're a good one. It is to be able to solve your challenges for you with the technology suite that they have behind them. Now this is very, very important to understand. Because when you understand that that's the role of a sales guy, and while yes, they have quotas, the yes, they have targets, yes, they get paid a commission, you have to realize they only get paid that if their customers trust them enough to invest into them and procure from them a solution that will return, uh, uh, give that customer a return. And to build that trust, and to build that reputation, they actually had to deliver. And so while yes, there's a quota, that quota is effectively a reflection of have they been able to solve a customer challenge? Has the customer been happy with it? And will they continue to buy from that individual? That's the role, that was my role. And so when I look at, and I've talked about in the last two episodes around for a small medium enterprise, you're not going to be able to maintain these advanced technology skill sets within your business. You're not large enough yet. You don't have the focus on upskilling them uh, continuously to be able to maintain that body of knowledge. Because of that, you need to go to the market to have them solve it for you. Two, the skills is one thing, but the, uh, but the behaviors and personalities are very important. You need to be able to think creatively and you needed to look at the numbers and understand what return you were making on top of it. Why is that important? Because as you start to engage the market who have these skill sets that you don't have, you need to have a level of openness, creativity, and analytical thinking to be able to engage with these parties to come to a solution that is maybe outside the box, that is a bit creative, that has elements of risk, but has elements of return, so that you can better understand what's being presented to you. That is why those skill sets, those competencies, those behaviors are so important. Because from my experience, when I was a sales guy, whenever I met individuals within organizations, and I would have engaged with 50 plus organizations at that time, but whenever I met those individuals who could think creatively, who understood the numbers, who understood what risk actually was and risk return actually was, who were, who were open about how much they had to invest. And so let's work collaboratively to get to a point where we can meet that price point with the right solution to deliver the value. I, as a salesperson, 
would throw every single resource I could at that at that customer because I knew I had comfort that that customer was willing to invest into me and so therefore I would be willing to invest into them. And as we created the solution collaboratively together, I knew that they would buy from me because I had, free of charge by the way, provided pre-sales engineering resources to help architect a solution for that customer shown and demonstrated how we could solve that challenge at a price point they could afford, I, I was comfortable in doing that because I knew they would buy from me. And so, as a small medium enterprise and not-for-profit, as you start to look at technology, you need to understand what the guys on the other side of the fence are going to want to see uh, so that you get the best possible service, the best possible resources uh, assigned to your account. And that is openness, a collaborative approach, um, transparency around what you're investing in. Do you have the budget? Do you have dollars to invest into this? Am I wasting my time? Because these guys are going to be investing resources time. These guys are getting paid a salary and they're doing engineering and problem solving for you free of charge, right? So you need that level of transparency and intent to actually solve that challenge in you. And if you bring that to the table and you as a small enterprise have the people who can think creatively, who can understand what a risk return uh, actually is and understand what the ROI needs to look like and are empowered enough to then make a decision, you will get the best from the market and you as an organization will be far more successful. Now, one thing in there which I often came across was that most customers would not provide what their budget was out of a fear that that organization who now understood that budget would artificially inflate prices in order to, uh, because they knew that money was available, they would artificially inflate it and charge extra for that solution. And while I can't say that every single organization out there uh, uh, would do that. I know as personally and ethically, I would never do that when I was, whenever I was at Optus. I would always solve the challenge for what I believe was fair and reasonable for the resources and the solution that we we're putting forward. I think the mentality shift for so many of you needs to be less about, I need to get this as cheap as possible, I need to save as much money, and shift that mentality to, I am willing to invest X amount of dollars to solve this challenge because if I can solve that challenge for this cost, I've made a great return on investment. If you think less about the fact that an organization might be pulling a chain, etc., and start realizing what is value to you, what would be a return that would justify the investment, and if you can hit that, that should be the main measure of success and you shouldn't dwell on whether or not you could have saved an extra five or ten percent because this is the trade-off that you will make if you go down that path if you consistently focus on reducing the cost and holding back that investment piece you will lose ungodly amounts of time and time is far more valuable than saving that five ten maybe even twenty percent and I'll give you, I can't give you exact tangible 
examples. I can't name any of the customers where this happened, but there were times when I didn't receive that kind of information and openness, but I put a solution in front of the table. I solved the business challenge that they were, that they were looking to solve, and I put, a, I put a costings in front of them. Now that process in, when it comes to complex technology can be anywhere between three and six months. But when the proposal actually hit their table, they told me it was too expensive. They only had half that money to invest into the solution. And so I internally had already wasted three to six months. And now it took another six months to re-engineer that solution, redo a proposal, put it back in front of the customer, who then did eventually buy from us. But instead of taking that three months and six months, because there were two examples where it was three and six months, it took, for both those examples, 12 months to execute and then start delivering. Now in a world that is changing so rapidly with technology, loss of six to nine months is a stupidly huge amount of time. And no justification of we saved five, 10 or 20% is ever going to justify losing that amount of time. Because that amount of time in not adopting a technology that your competition might be or that your market might be, that amount of time could literally mean the difference between thriving, accelerating and growing in your market to stagnating, declining and effectively then being run out of business. And so you need to understand the time value that you will lose by being cagey and not being upfront with your partners. And so hopefully that experience around being a sales guy and selling a lot of these emerging technology solutions, um, the kind of things that as a sales guy, I would have wanted to see for my customers and why that experience over the last, I'd probably say about seven years of being in the industry, seven years of that, why I would want to have seen that and why that is so important for so many of you now who are going to be so reliant on the market to solve your challenges when it comes to technology, why you should believe what my experience tells me is the way forward. Get the right skills mix, more importantly, get the right personality mixes together in order to engage the market effectively with a level of openness, transparency, uh, and collaborate, collaborative approach with them. And you will solve your challenges in record time, saving a huge amount of time, bringing agility into your business, and are positioning you to actually be successful in the way that you execute in your markets. So I think that will really close off this, I guess this three episode topic around skills, competencies, behaviors, and the justification as to why that is gonna be successful for so many of you. Um, if you ever want to learn more about this, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to provide a bit more insight and experience um, and probably going more granular as to how you might be able to execute against that. Um, this series, as I've said time and time again, is all about empowering every single one of you to be more effective in the way that you engage the market and leverage technologies internally within your business to be far more successful in your markets 
whether it be to delivering services out to your community or if you're a small new enterprise, delivering products and services um, both locally here within Australia and internationally. And so, and so with that, that will end episode 30. And as always, thank you so much for taking the time to watch this content. And uh, as always, I can't wait to see you guys next time.